Testing, testing. Testing, testing. All right, we're live. Three, two, one. Welcome, everybody, to the Stay Weird Show, episode three, I'm pretty sure. And it is my pleasure here today to introduce you to... Tony D. You! Tell us a bit about yourself, Tony. Well, I am Tony D, a singer from Brisbane, born here, raised here. And uh, I do some pretty big gigs when I can. I do government events, corporate events. Uh, I've done major, major big fundraisers for charities. Done the Lord Mayor's Christmas carols here in Brisbane a couple of times. And I'm not doing any of the big stuff. I'm out maybe visiting the um, aged care and healthcare places, singing for residents and clients. And when I'm really not busy, I'm busking. <laughs> <laughs> busking keeps you pretty busy, though. Yeah, it can do. I haven't ad- actually had to do any for, oh, nearly a month, I think. And is that just because of the gigs you're getting? Yeah, yeah, awesome. I've been busy. It's this yeah. time of year, hey? Certainly is. All the Christmas parties and whatnot. Nice, mm. <laughs> Fill us in on what's been going on. Oh, well. It's been a while since we've caught up. Um, Can I say something? Yeah. Um, so Tony was actually the catalyst. Meeting Tony was actually the catalyst in me um, prioritizing this whole stay weird thing at number one in my life, you know, ahead of work. Wow. And that, although it's taken me a long time to actually make the jump, but meeting you that day just, you know, coincidentally and then filming you. And then I went home and I saw you on Instagram and then I saw that whole Rio Olympics um, promotion and I'm like, what? And that really spoke to me, you know, that yes, you can. Yeah, the Rio Olympics, Paralympics thing. Um, yeah, I got to sing the lead role and um, the song was an old standard um, called Yes I Can by Sammy Davis Jr. Um, and it was supposed to be like the station promo for Channel 4 over in England to say, hey, watch the Paralympics on Channel 4. And they sort of made it available to other networks around the world, like Seven over here, who were showing the Paralympics. And the thing went viral on the internet. So um, next thing you know, it's everywhere. And... Uh, uh, it took a while, but it eventually convinced me that you know maybe I could do this music thing all the time. So yeah, wh- how did how did all of that come about, and what were you doing before that? Uh, before I was working um, at a church-based financial institution, really small one. Okay. In an office. Not singing. Not singing. Well, not not as a work thing. Anyway. Not for anyone other than your wife or in the um, shower. Um, I used to sing <laughs> at church. Yep. Um, so there was that, and I even got to be in charge of the singers for a while. Um, but it was all okay, um, more of a hobby than anything. And, uh, then I got this weird message one day on Messenger from this lady said she was a casting agent and she was working with Channel 4 to make this ad. And, uh, I actually thought it was a joke, but they'd seen uh, a YouTube video that my wife had put up years before that. Yep. And uh, it was just me singing an open mic night. And uh, they liked it. They said, um, well, we, we're doing this ad. We have a song in mind and we think your voice would suit it based on what we've seen so far. So would you like to learn it and send us an audition tape, audition video? Yeah. And uh, so I did and um, eventually got the part. Um how long was it after sending in your audition video to finding out that you got the part? Her first message was in February and I think it must have been somewhere around March that uh, I did the audition video. Uh, we just did it on a little camera like that yep. um, with uh, me in the local park. My wife did the filming and uh, then we were supposed, it was supposed to all be, all be happening in May. And uh, so this is March, we're doing the video, sent it off, didn't hear anything for a while, like not nothing, nothing, but didn't hear any decision for a while. But then I think it was 
no more than two weeks before we were supposed to leave, we got told, yeah, it's, yeah, it's happening. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We'd already gone out and got passports and got luggage just okay, in case. just prepping. Yeah. It would have been pretty exciting, all of that anyway, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, they, t- so yeah. they told you that you've got the part and that you're leaving in two weeks. Yep. To go to London to film it, yeah? Yeah, to London. So they flew my wife and I over. Put Had us you up been in to really London nice before? Hotel. Hadn't been to London. Hadn't been really much anywhere. Like I'd been to Singapore. I'd been to the Philippines a few times. Um, I th- oh, and Vanuatu once. So all in the Asia Pacific area. Yep. Yeah. Nowhere really far. And um, London's certainly great. When I wasn't filming, I was doing all the touristy things I possibly could. Um, but yeah, we were there for three and a half weeks and filming was, I was involved in 12 days of that because I was in a lot of scenes. Yep. Um, but when I wasn't, yeah, I was seeing everything <laughs> that I could. Do you have any standout moments from that trip that you really enjoyed? Um. Yeah, I liked going to the, the museums. Uh, went to the British Museum, although we did have a fire alarm go off when we were there um, and got evacuated. Um, turned out to be nothing, of course. but As they uh, generally are, right? Yeah, I mean, it could have really been anything from a false alarm to a bomb threat, so who knows? Uh, when you're, Around when you're actually Olympics going through it. Too, that stuff can be pretty scary. Yeah. So we did that. I did the the Natural History Museum. That's really good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the first weekend we were there, we went on the the eye, the big wheel. Yep. Yeah. That was nice. Got the city. Views. Saw the whole city. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And got Never great weather most okay. of the time we were there. Yeah. Around that around that time, hey. Yeah. April. Did you say May? May. Yeah. May. Nice. Yeah. And so it was twelve days of filming all up. Yeah, yeah. And is that full days, like eight-hour days or? Some of them are 14-hour days. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> but yeah. It would have been a very professional setup, yeah? Oh, yeah. Um, everybody from the director right down to the runners and the gaffers and, you know, the whole whole crew were just totally professional. You would have met some amazing people doing that. Yeah, well, we uh, met a few of the athletes from the Great Britain team. Yep. And some overseas athletes. Uh, we met, oh, the, there was the other musicians, the, the guys from the band. Um, most of us stayed in the same hotel because we were drawn from all around the world. Yep. Um, there were three that were fairly close to home, so sometimes they commuted. Um and there were fellas, half of them from the US, there was a Canadian bloke, there was two of us from Australia, although the other Australian was originally Kiwi. Uh, there were So there was this group of people drawn from everywhere. Uh, as I said, us musos, we got to stay at the same hotel, we hung out, we went out for dinner together. Um, and these are, every, every person who you will see in the video is a person with a disability. Yep. So that includes the musos, the athletes, um, but there's not just, it's not just a thing about the sports and it's not just about the music with me singing, it's uh, everybody. It's mums and dads, it's little kids. Yeah. And Yeah, it's a pretty powerful powerful. advertisement, you know. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it was featured on... It moved me so much when I first first saw it and especially... In regards to the stay weird thing, you know, it was like all a lot of people who had faced a lot of adversity throughout their lives too, you know. So I was like, oh, this seems like the right path. Yeah, I, I felt the message was um, like really affirming of an Aussie thing, actually, which is to have a go. Yeah, give it a crack. Give it a crack. Give it a good old try. Um, never assume what you can or you can't do and uh it was very much you don't know unless you've tried so uh yeah yes i can is i guess the the most positive way you can possibly say well yeah i certainly don't know i can't until i've given it a go 100 percent yeah 
So yeah, I took that message as to get stuck in the stay weird straight away when it was like, yes, you can. I'm like, okay, let's go. Mm. Yeah. Uh, great, great film clip. Um, oh, it's amazing. It was a lot of fun to make. There Did were... you do any of the stunts yourself? Um, let's see. The first one, uh, we're on a, a big stage with the band and uh, I have to go down a ramp like that. It's a pretty big ramp, let me tell you. Um, they brought it out towards the stage and had me look at it. And I said, yeah, I think I can do that. And then they had four big guys lift me in my wheelchair up to the top of the ramp and then suddenly it looked a lot different from the top. <laughs> and they, As it generally does. They said, don't worry, we've got your stunt double organised. <laughs> and I actually did have a stunt double. Um, his name's Rick. He's, he's a pommy. And uh, he kind of looks like me from the neck down but nothing alike from yep. the neck up. Okay. So there was a bit of... Um, trickery going on there and is he actually in a wheelchair also or is he is yep um, he doesn't use it a hundred percent of the time but he has um, mobility and pain issues um, which require him using a chair quite a bit um, yeah I guess the main difference between the two of us is that um, his hairstyle is very different I've got the standard short back and sides He's got a mohawk. Okay. Well, I had a mohawk at the time, at least. Did he shave it for the bit? Um, no. He is in a couple of scenes where um, you'll see this guy from the back and he's just grabbing stuff off the shelves in the supermarket. And that's that's Rick. Okay. He's also in a, a scene in the dance hall uh, where he's doing some spinning, dancing with a partner. Yep. And so... Um, yeah, he did this thing where we uh, we had to go through a glass window down a set of steps. And uh, so I'm whizzing along on the stage and I put this crash helmet on and everything up to that was me. But as soon as the helmet's on, it switches to Rick. Yep. And he goes straight through this window. So that's how they cover up the mohawk as well. Yeah, yeah. They also sort of put my um, head on his shoulders where they need to. Yep, deep fake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Deep fake without the voice. Yep. And did you see him go through the window? Yeah, yeah. That did they get it on the first take? It's the sort of thing that you want to, yeah, you want to nail it the first time. Now, let's go back through that glass window. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And do you keep in contact with any of those guys still? Oh, yeah. I see a lot of them on Facebook. Okay. Um, there's uh, Jonathan. He um, plays electric guitar and piano in spite of having no arms. It's insane, isn't it? Yeah. I really wonder about the, you know, the roadmap to getting to that yeah. skill How level with his feet. Think, well, I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just seeing somebody else doing it and saying, well, I refuse to say that I can't do it. Yeah, that's it. Hey, um, make it happen. Yeah. He's from Brazil. And Is he? he got to perform at the closing ceremony of the Paralympics. Amazing. Yeah. So that was cool for him. Um we didn't get to go to Brazil, which was kind of, yeah, all right. I understood why. Yeah. At the time, it wasn't particularly considered the safest or easiest place for people to be that didn't need to be there. I think it's always been like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still like that. That's Brazil for you. Yeah. So, But it is an amazing yeah. place, I will say that. Brazil yeah. is fucking amazing. I liked the... Um, the uh, footage that we saw out and about when the Paralympics and the Olympics were on. You know, yep. you see Copacabana Beach and you see uh, the big statue of Jesus, um, all the the sights, because they tend to show you those when the games are on, on TV. They do. You always see the best parts. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So that was back in 2016. 2016, five years ago. And that has obviously... 
that that event kind of shifted your life in a different direction, didn't it, in terms of musically? Well, like I was saying, um, it took a while, but I, I was back in the office and I was starting to get invites to perform here and there. Um, the first two were for the Welcome Home events for the athletes. Yep. I imagine initially after that advertisement blew up, you would have been, had like a big storm of people just coming at you, yeah? Yeah. Um, so we came home towards the end of May. They were doing post-production on the video. Yep. Um, they contacted us in June and said, we'd like you guys to come back for the launch. So we went back to London. Um, they actually flew us business class. Love it. And uh, we had this launch party at Channel 4 headquarters. Um, they had all these people, about three or 400 guests at the party. Big screen, showed them the ad. Um, then Adam Hills, who was co-comparing for the party, yep. he um, said, and now we have Tony and a couple of the band members to perform for you live. So we did the song best we could with the three or four of us. Did you know you were going to be performing yeah, live? Yeah, that's the whole reason for the trip back. Okay, awesome. But um, yeah, that we did that and and Adam said, how do you, how'd you like to come on the last leg tomorrow night? So, so what's did, the last leg? Oh, the last leg is um, a Adam Hills is an Australian comedian, but he's based in London now. They started this show called The Last Leg because he himself has a prosthetic foot. Okay. And um, the show, The Last Leg, was at the time about the Paralympic Games. It was like a nightly commentary. So it's comedy. It was let's look at what the, the athletes were doing. Yep. All that sort of stuff. It's a, It's evolved since then into... A weekly show that covers comedy and current affairs. Um, so, and it ha had done by that stage as well. They uh, have guests talking about political stuff and whatnot. You know, ripping off the government and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. But all uh, the good stuff. Yeah, they. Uh, <clears throat> Adam invited us to come on the show. We said, "Yeah, why not?" So live British TV, Friday night. Um, the next day, I got um, pulled up on the street by a young lady who says, weren't you on that ad? <laughs> um, saw you on TV last night. <laughs> that would have been a pretty surreal experience, yeah, I imagine, at first, hey? Being on the other side of the world from, yeah, from home. Yeah, for sure. And right. being recognised. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, they actually then flew us home first class cause they couldn't find a business class flight for us. Yep. Uh, How was that flight? Oh, awesome. You would have felt like, like a king. Yeah, you do. You got, get basically a bed, pajamas, slippers, um, and the meals come out when you want them to. Yeah. <laughs> and anything that they've got on the menu for the whole flight, it's your you plan. can have it any time you want. You should have tried the fly the thing. <laughs> yeah maybe wouldn't have made it home but uh yeah we're get, getting back to the office we yeah this was the launch was in july middle of july it sort of didn't come out to australia until august yep um so channel seven first i saw of it um i'm sitting in my armchair kind of like this watching the olympics dozing off and all of a sudden I hear my voice, and I'm like, whoa, that's me. <laughs> and then I called out to my wife in the bedroom, hey, I'm on TV. Um, and uh, she came out and we watched it, and we're like, wow, this is going to be big. That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's when all the interest started happening, and I got um, the breakfast shows yep. ring me up, and I got the uh, online publications, press, um, I got a few radio stations ring me for interviews and uh, yeah that's when the invites to sing started happening and uh, 
Yeah, the first two being the welcome home event for the athletes in Sydney and then up here in Brisbane a week later. Actually, we're just it was just outside here, City Hall. Yep. Um, Couldn't be back. And uh, then I got an invitation to perform at the National Disability Awards in Canberra um, with a fellow called Lauren Nicholson. He was beside me playing guitar and he's... I know that guy. He's blind. Yeah. Yeah. He came to our school when we were younger. Yeah. Great guy. He rode his bike around Australia or something also. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that. I started doing, you know, like these fundraising dinners and such. Um, So there was inroads there in both the sports community and the disability community and especially if they crossed over. Yep. Um, and then there was invites forthcoming from overseas places like Singapore and New Zealand. Um, and did you ever take any of them up? Oh yeah, <laughs> hold me back. <laughs> why? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Exactly. You don't get a chance to travel at somebody yeah. else's expense. Milk that cow, hey? Uh, yeah, I I call it riding the wave while it's still there, <laughs> you know, because it may not be there forever. Not wrong. So you enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, uh, I have this philosophy that good things and bad things, they happen, but they won't always be the way they are. Yeah. You know, so if you're really enjoying stuff, enjoy it while you can. If you're not enjoying stuff, just hold on, wait, it'll get better. (laughs) It's a good bit of advice. Yeah. Life changes. But, um... No, I did the uh, trips. To, I went twice to Singapore, once to New Zealand. Um, took my wife on most of the trips. Awesome. Um, and she's really enjoyed having that lifestyle until till COVID sort of interfered with that. But uh, before COVID, about six months before, um, we got the chance to go to America we went to San Diego to perform at a gala fundraising dinner for a group called Challenged Athletes Foundation. Yep. And uh, they basically gave us two weeks there. Said the second week's just a holiday, mate. Um, as part of the sort of negotiation of fees and stuff, they said, uh, we want to give you X amount of dollars. And I said, how about X minus, but instead of the money you give us uh two tickets to disneyland and a way to get there yeah and they did so we got a little bit less money but we got a trip to disneyland and did you enjoy that trip to disneyland yeah and my wife like super super loved it yeah um and then yeah the night that we actually did the gig which is in the middle of the stay um somebody came to me from the organization and said, how would you feel about coming to New York in six weeks? I thought, oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, let me check my calendar. Yeah, check hey. the calendar. Yeah, I seem to be clear. Um, so we actually flew home first, but then we okay. flew back to New York later. Uh, I think that was June or end of May. How long's the flight to New York? Um, it's long. Yeah. But... We knew it was going to be long, so I said, can we can we uh, just have stopover to change planes or whatever in Hawaii, yep. about halfway? And I said, yep, no worries. Did you and spend a couple of days in Hawaii or just We ended up staying overnight on the way back only. Okay. It was just a change of planes on yep. the way too. Um, but yeah, we got to stay at the Hilton at Waikiki Beach. Got to see Waikiki Beach the next morning. Lovely. Yeah. Um, and that was the last international trip we've had for a while. <laughs> Just before COVID. Yeah, six eh? months before COVID hit. When will it end? Oh, I reckon... It's coming it's to an end anyway. It's getting yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And did you do any, you know, like voice classes or anything like that? Before? Oh, yeah, back when I was singing at church. Yeah. I... I decided to do voice lessons because I was going to encourage all the team members to do them 
I thought, well, I can't ask them to if I'm not Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Lead by example. So I did. And I hadn't uh, discovered swing, which is what I generally sing um, at that time yet. I was started out doing like show tunes from Phantom or Les Mis, that kind of yep. stuff. Musical theatre. I said to my teacher, uh, nice songs, but they're all a bit depressing, really. Uh, I'd like to try something happier. Um, I had a Frank Sinatra CD, uh, brought it along, said, can I try this? She says, yeah, all right. And, uh, yeah, I just took to that sort of style of music naturally. Yep. Yeah, it suits you really well, you know. Yeah, which is why they liked the thing for uh, Yes, I Can. They, yep. they wanted my voice because they thought it would suit that song, which it Turned out it did. Yeah, it worked out pretty well, <laughs> mate. The shoe fit. Yeah. I was doing some of those early trips um, to Singapore, for example, and New Zealand. Um, they were just a f- trips of a few days or a week. And I was um, getting time off from the office. Time off that I was owed for either annual leave or long service. Yeah. Um, but it, I started to get a bit sick of um, having to continually balance the two. And I thought, well, why, do, why couldn't I just try singing and not do office work? And that was December 2017. Love it. So uh, that was a year or so after I'd done the ad. And... Uh, talked to my wife about it she was very very supportive and uh yeah we thought why not so i actually quit my job in january the next year (laughs) um and uh i've only been doing music to earn a living um and really i've been apart from the difficulties with covid i've been Earning as much as I was yep. with less hours of work and more enjoyment. There you go. That's a win-win, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I, w- I was working about 24 hours a week in the office. I don't think I could do that with my voice. Yeah. Um, but I can certainly do the 12, 15 hours I, I do yep. for a week. So, yeah. Not bad at all. Mm. And... What was I going to ask? Yeah, so when you first made this jump, was busking on the table or were you just trying to get gigs? Um, I had done a little busking as a hobby, so it was there in the back of my mind. Um, and I sort of had a figure in mind of what I needed to get to break even. Um, and before COVID, I was easily doing that, you know, without busting a gut yeah you know without doing too many hours of work um obviously the gigging is a lot more um it's easier and it's more money than the busking um wouldn't say the busking's always worse but it's so variable yeah like it can be it can have a bad hour and get like 10 bucks or you can have a good hour and get a hundred yeah so <laughs> it's really, really up and down. And you just sometimes can't pick it. Um, I guess you never really could. No. Could you? The best thing you can do is what you're doing and go during the peak hours, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I try to go early morning when people are going to work or sometimes in the afternoon when they're going home. Um, Christmas holidays or any school holidays are generally good anyway. Yeah. If I'm, you know, go head down near South Bank, um which is where I saw you last. Um, and uh, I can see families there, especially weekends, holidays. Uh, but weekdays, it's generally here in the city because uh, that's where the activity's going on. Yep. Yeah. Um, the first time you busked, was it difficult? You know, it, yeah. it seems like a pretty to get over the social anxiety of it all and to actually start singing in front of people and yeah, things I've like had that. Yeah, i used to it. Um, I must say I'm better in front of crowds than I am in front of little groups. Yeah. 
It's yeah. a little less intimate, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it is. And uh, yeah, the biggest crowds I've done would be the Christmas carols here in Brisbane, 2018 and 19. How big are those crowds? Uh, well, it's at the River Stage at the Botanical okay, Gardens. Okay, fairly big. You've got a big hill in front of the stage. Yep. People pack it out. There's like 10,000 people there. Boom. And then there's more people that couldn't get in. Tony D. Um, Tony <laughs> D. I don't know if that, but they have to watch it all on a big screen. <laughs> yeah. Because the gates get locked. Um, so there's, you know, more than 10,000 people there, and I've done that twice. There was outside the front of the Sydney Opera House. That's an amazing Australia experience. Day. Um, what year was that? That was 2017, not long yep. after I did the ad. And uh, that's five and a half thousand yep. in the forecourt of the Opera House. Um, but yeah, it's the smaller gigs that sometimes make me nervous or, or getting online and doing something like I did yesterday for Christmas. Um, so what was it yesterday? Oh, I just did a little, little online Christmas concert. Okay. Um, I had some people express an interest, and uh, so I thought, well, let's do it. Um, I'm not doing anything that particular day, and uh, I've I've just had a really busy week last week, uh, so I've I've gotten over that. Um, and it was just like an hour of Christmas carols. Yep. On my Facebook Live. Yeah. And. Uh, pretty low-key but yeah there's not that direct audience engagement that i really like yeah and really feed off so that makes it a bit more butterfly inducing for sure yeah <laughs> takes you out of the moment a bit yeah yeah uh, what, else? what have you been up to lately apart from the gigs you said you've been having a bit of a roller coaster. Oh, I'll tell I'll tell you one horror story. Yeah, and one good story. Okay, we'll start with the bad news. Um, I well, it starts off not too bad. I, I I play para ice hockey. Okay. Yeah. Um, or at least I was. I was playing a game back in July and. Uh, I sort of got collided with on my right side. As we, I imagine happens. We play on sleds. Thinking of ice hockey. With okay. two sticks, pushing ourselves along with the pick end of the stick. Yep. And uh, yeah, I got crashed into on the right side and my left arm collected the goalpost. And it broke. You broke your left arm. I broke, yep, the ulna. Crazy. On my left arm. Welcome to ice hockey. Yep. Um, we went to the hospital and here I am thinking, oh yeah, that's going to you know, put it in a cast and I'll go home and she'll be right, mate. Nope. Um, there was no way I was going to be able to get around at home. No, I imagine so. They put me in a cast up to here. Yep. And um, like our place isn't really suitable at the best of times. So... You know, we, we force ourselves to make do, but uh, <laughs> I couldn't have done it with one arm and no legs working. Yep. So I had to stay in hospital for seven weeks. Six of those is in the cast. Fun times. Yeah. So I had the big cast on for two weeks. Yep. And then I had a shorter cast on for four weeks. Yep. And uh, then I was doing a week of just getting used to moving again. Um so that was all really interesting during times that we had then because there were a couple of couple of quick lockdowns. Yep. No visitors. Yeah. Um, and how did your wife manage through all of this? Because you said she has a disability also. She has also. a disability too. She did not enjoy it at all mentally. Yeah. Um, and even after visiting one day, she got on a bus and ended up tipping backwards out of her wheelchair, banging her head, and oh, she called no. me. And I knew something was wrong as soon as she said my name because she never just says my name. And um, I said, where are you? What's wrong? And she said, I'm in the emergency department at the Royal. <laughs> and I was just across in a new hospital called Stars with my broken arm. I was about to ask what hospital just were you in. Just around the corner. Yep. So she's calling from around the corner at the Royal 
in emergency. So I was actually able to go across and see her. Ah, nice. Uh, that that would have been good. comforting for her. Yeah, it would have been. It was. Um, yeah, so there was that. Um, that led to, of course, not being able to work for that length of time. And it was just a good thing that I was able to get some insurance through the hockey club. Yep. Um, didn't cover all the income that I'd lost for that time, but covered some of it. And uh, with the whole COVID thing, we've had the ability for us last year to draw some of my super out um, earlier. So we didn't starve or anything. Didn't get kicked out of a house. Nice. Um and then as soon as as soon as I safely could, we sort of got back into working. Yeah. But uh, yeah, now the, the good the good story um, was after. I think it must have been after I got out of hospital. Oh, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was before I went in. I met met a guy, which I I kind of compare a little bit to yourself. Okay. Um, a legend. <laughs> a legend. He is a legend indeed. His name's Trent Dalton and he's an author. Yeah, okay. Now, I did not put two and two together at the time. Um, I know He's that actually guy. written several very good books that are very well known. Yeah. Um, he saw me over at my spot near South Bank and he randomly asked me, can you tell me a love story? Um, it turned out he was writing a book of love stories. And whereas he met me over there, that was, I think that was near where he parked the car. Um, but he would go into the other spot that I often busk at near King George Square um, on Adelaide Street, just under the bus shelter. He'd set up his chairs. He had two chairs, one for himself, one for a guest. And he had a sign which said, sentimental writer looking for love stories or something very like that. Um, and he would just meet random people from Brisbane and Legend. ask them for their stories. Yeah. And he's actually written the book since, published it, and Caroline and I are in it. Awesome. Um, How good is that? Yeah. We got to go to the launch. Um, book launch was... Actually, again, here at City Hall <laughs> in the big auditorium. Um, yeah, so you meet some interesting people just from doing what I do. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Just getting out there and getting amongst it, you know. Yep. yep. And like he was doing, he was just meeting people. Very cool. Trent Dalton, I'll have to look up some of his other books. Yeah, his first big one is called Boy Swallows Universe. Ah, that's who it is. Yes. And then he wrote. I've started that book one. and haven't finished it. Yeah, I know a couple of people who've said that. That um, was a really good book, as far as I got. Yeah. No, he wrote. He wrote another one after that, which was more positive because Boy Swallows Universe was a bit autobiographical and was a bit dark in places. And but he wrote another one. He, then he's written this third one called Love Stories. And is it like a compilation? It's a compilation of, a lot of little... everybody that he met. Okay, like, so they're all true chapters, stories. All true stories. Unreal. There are some amazing people in there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I get a couple of mentions. Um, but yeah, there's people who have lost love. There's all sorts of love. There's, you know... Um, the love of parents for children or vice versa. Yep. There's the love of partners. Um, yeah. Wives. And what is the name of his new book? It's just called Love Stories. Love Stories. Yeah, it's in a nice Trent pink Dalton. sparkly cover. Just in time for the holidays. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Goodbye for the holidays. Um, if you know somebody who likes reading. Mm. Yeah. Probably get it from my mother. Yeah. I need to get her a yeah, good it's present, a good actually. Book. That's really cool that you met him. Yeah. Just spontaneously yeah, like that. I didn't I didn't know exactly who he was when I first met him, but by the second time I did. Yeah. I was like, 
Oh boy. And uh, and so did you just sit down in the street with him there and then and tell him? Yeah, talk to him about how how I met my wife yep. Caroline, and uh, he wrote about that in the book. Um, the big thing for us was um, her not uh, not really being super aware of a wheelchair. Yep. Um, but did you know she had a disability at the time either? She she said she had fibromyalgia and and, and pain issues and and had trouble walking sometimes. Yeah, uh, it's changed and gotten worse in the years okay. since then. So she mostly gets around in a wheelchair when she's not in the house. Yeah, um, and uh, she didn't used to. I used to have trouble keeping up with her. Now she has trouble keeping up with me. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just told Trent this one little anecdote about our first date and when she drove me back to my house, uh, late that night, um, sitting in the car in the driveway and talking and she says eventually, you're going to get out? And I said, um, there's a wheelchair in the boot. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, oh yeah, I forgot. (laughs) So she'd obviously already seen the wheelchair when you went on the on on your yeah, date, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then she'd forgotten about it on the drive home. Yeah, yeah. and that was <laughs> that was what the love story really was. Yeah. it wasn't about the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. So nothing was about the disability. Yeah, the awesome. Just um, about what's on the inside, hey? Which yeah. is the main thing. Yeah, the person. One hundred percent. Amazing mm. stuff. And how long have you been with your wife now? Seventeen years. Epic. Yeah. Oh, we just had our our anniversary in September. This Congrats. was after I got out of hospital. Yep. Took her here into the city because we live up on the north side towards Sandgate, and uh, we um, stayed at the Hyatt Regency. Yep. Um, which we're getting to like a lot. <laughs> You're going back there. We're going back there Christmas Day. Yep. Um, I also had a gig on the night of our anniversary. I was doing a show with a mate. Should you have been Tim. working on your anniversary, mate? That sounds well, a bit, hey? She complains that I don't sing to her enough. There you so go. There you so go. you booked a gig on, on, your on our anniversary. <laughs> yep. I, I had this show with my mate, Tim McCallum. Um, he's very, very accomplished and well-known in his own right as a singer. Yep. Um, he was on The Voice a few years ago. He got to sing the national anthem at the AFL Grand Final when it was at the Gabba. It's pretty awesome. Um, last year. Yeah, last year. Because they couldn't have it down in Vic. Yeah, Queensland got yeah. the AFL Grand Final. Cool, eh? Suckers. And yeah, Tim's very, very accomplished. Um, and we've gotten to be friends. Interesting backstory is that we both were auditioned for that same part in the Yes I Can video. Okay. And we didn't know each other at the time. And we were the only two people in the world that were auditioned for it. We're both from Brisbane. Very cool. <laughs> he grew up down south in, in Geelong, but he's Are been, you from Brisbane originally? Yeah. Yeah, yep. I was born here. So, um, yeah. We sort of have this thing that we do, did in the show. We call we call it the crooners, or he he actually came up with most of the the show development. I picked a few of the songs, and uh, he sort of wove them together with a story. Um, wrote the dialogue. There was a bit of choreography. We had a couple of ballroom dancers join us for the show, and uh, an Auslan interpreter. Yep. Um, so we call it the crooners. Uh, it was on at the Queensland Theatre on September the 18th, my anniversary. And uh, great show. A um, lot of fun. We um, basically packed out the theatre. Yep. Yeah. And we're going to get, hopefully, to do the show um, three, four, maybe even five times uh, during 2022. Hopefully. In different areas so we've done it in in queensland theater which is just nearby at west end yep and 
we're looking at um, hopefully Ipswich, Toowoomba, Logan, maybe Redcliffe and Wynnum. Awesome. And I, th- I think they're kind of like at the, the entertainment centres for those areas. Yeah, yeah. Um, not sure of dates yet, but uh, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, by-play. We do this thing in the show where... Um, is there any place... Sorry to interrupt. Is there any yeah. place we can find out a bit more information about the show? Oh, well, um, I couldn't possibly forget to do a shameless plug for... No, um, mate, get it in there. Tony D Music. So, spell Tony D, Tony D-E-E Music on um, Insta or f- Facebook. Preferably... Preferably Facebook if you've got it because there's a lot you can't put on Insta. I'll put links and everything um, in also. Yeah. And uh, when I'm doing something, I usually post it on there, um, whether it's a show or a, a gig that people can go to or even if I'm just out busking, I say, well, I'll be out busking at the city today or near Roma Street Station or wherever. Um, yeah. We do this thing in the show where uh, because we both auditioned for the same part and only one of us could get it, uh, there's like this rivalry thing yeah, that we, we play up so. even though we're really good friends. Uh, so it's like, oh, yeah, yes, you got this you know, major award-winning ad that had 50-whatever million views on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely better to be on your side there. Yeah, but he's he's had his own successes and yep. um yeah. Like he's a fixture. He over at his uh yearly Christmas carols and um very well known in his own community around around Springfield and Ipswich. Yeah. Yeah. Wicked we'll keep an eye out for the show in twenty twenty two. Yeah, definitely. The croons. Crooners. The yeah. crooners. Yeah. Um, we called the show, so the crooners is us, that's who we are. We call the show Swinging and Spinning um, for our wheels. Um, and when we did it on the 18th of September, that was part of something called Undercover Artist Festival. Okay. Which was a disability-led music and arts festival. Yep. Um, and... They had a relationship, of course, at the time, being September, with the Brisbane Festival. Um, so it, it got it got some good publicity in the lead up. So yeah, we had a good crowd there, and um, yeah, seen a few good reviews. So it was well received. Yeah, that's what we want. Yeah. So what's plans for the rest of the day? Rest of the day. Nearly 11. I was planning to uh, wrap up my morning about this time and uh, I've got a gym appointment at 12. Yeah. So... How is your left arm feeling following the break? Uh, the arm itself is good. What what t- has taken the most time is just getting the mobility yep. and range of motion in the wrist and the hand. The coordination and everything back, eh? Yes. Yeah, just doing stretchy things without discomfort. Yep. And that's getting better and better all the time. I haven't gotten back to ice hockey this year and they sort of broke up for the year because they only play during school terms. Yep. Um, I'm looking at getting back into it next year. Nice. How long has the ice hockey thing been going on? Oh, three or four years now. Lovely. Yeah. Canadian guy came and started it in Brisbane. Yep. A guy called Kel- Kelvin Mickelson. And of course, ice hockey's massive Huge over in, in Canada. Canada. Yeah, in fact, it's so so massive they don't call it ice hockey; they just call it hockey because that's all they do. <laughs> so yeah, no, he, he's uh, he's a, another legend I know, and uh, started ice hockey in Queensland, para ice hockey anyway. And uh, yeah, we play pretty close to home, so that's that's very handy for me. <laughs> I'll have to get down and check it out one time. I'd honestly really like to do that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of the players actually come from up the sunny coast. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 
And apart from gigging, any plans for the Christmas period? Mm. There is. Um, Caroline and I are going to once again come here to the city and stay at the Hyatt Regency. Um, we're coming in on Christmas Eve in the afternoon or middish. And uh, I've got a gig on Christmas lunch yep. at the hotel. Um, so we're staying Christmas Eve. I may get out and do a sneaky busking set. Why not? Down near King George Square if I can, if it's not pouring rain or anything. So is busking, does it ever feel like a chore? Or Sometimes it does. And I mean, you know, days like this where it's stinking muggy outside, um, you know, you, you don't really relish the thought of being out there in the sun. <laughs> yep. But um, another one of my little philosophies is that uh, if you want to get results and success, you've got to be prepared to do stuff that other people won't be. 100%, hey? You know? So there'll be people out there who don't want to get up early in the morning and go busking in the heat and whatever else. Uh, so I will, and therefore I'll be the one who gets the results. Gets the money, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I, I would, in this particular case just like to be able to sneak out and do an hour or so of busking in the city with all the lights everywhere and the Christmas tree in the square and the big project projection up on City Hall um, with all the shoppers simply because it can be done. Uh, I don't particularly need to make that extra bit of money this yep. week. Um it's just if it happens, it happens, and uh, it's going to be fun. It's always good to take advantage of that opportunity when it's there. Yeah. I was saying to somebody this morning, I think the station master at my home train station, that uh, it's great when there's no pressure on to actually make money. Uh, it can just be all about the fun. Yeah. And meeting people. Yeah, saying performance hello, saying fun. Merry Christmas. Yeah, and, spread yeah. the good word, hey. Spread the vibe, yep. the cheer is the word I'm looking for. We need it. We do, don't we? Mm. Yeah. It's been a interesting year to say the least. So. Interesting too, yeah. getting on now. Yeah. So yeah, let's wrap it up there, huh? Thank you very much, Tony. Yeah. All right, mate. <sighs> awesome. Stay weird, everyone. <laughs> Please, can you say, give it like a real good stay weird for the camera? Stay weird. Ow! <laughs> <laughs>